Hi, I am Dino Casares from the group Fear Factory, and you're watching me on Metal On Loud. How's it going? Where are you calling from? Holland. Holland. Yeah, yeah. Part of, what part of Holland? Um, right now, I'm a bit in the southeast. Nice. What town? Uh, Bakel. It's near Helmond. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I've, uh, I'm sure I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> you see a lot of Holland? We've toured all through Holland many of the years, uh, uh, you know, in our 30-year career. We've played... I think during D manufacture, we probably played every town, oh, yeah. you know, what I mean? every small venue, every town. We just um, that was a record that really opened the doors for us. And uh, for some reason, our booking agent thought it was a great idea to, you know, book like 15 shows in Holland and you know 20 shows in Germany and yeah. you know 12 shows in France. You know what I mean? We just played everywhere, man. It was it was uh, it was fun because. We got to see a lot of the smaller towns. Mm -hmm. Well, we love having you here. <laughs> I think uh, yes. I saw you like 20, 30 times over the years. But, yeah. Um, it's all back in the day. I've been out of touch a bit with the band. Yeah, I can see that. You know, mm -hmm. um, things, you know, people's, people's life changes, you know what I mean? So, you know, they go through different things. I understand. But that's good that you're coming back. And that's great mm -hmm. because... Right now is the perfect time because you got a killer fucking record to enjoy from the classic factory. Yeah. That's uh, the, the first thing that struck me when I was uh, listening to this album um, is how much it reminded me of the old stuff that I love and played and played and played. It's classic. That's, that, that's cool. I mean, uh, you know, Fear Factory has a formula. Um, and sometimes we bring new elements into the formula, but overall, you know, we're still the the classic band that we started uh, from day one and from even the demanufacture era moving forward. You know, we still use all those elements to create records. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, uh, the music you made, make, uh, it was really new. There was nothing like it out there. That's what I remember. <laughs> yes. Fear Factory, I think, when... You know, even from day one, we were a very innovative band. We, we weren't afraid to experiment, uh, to create challenges for ourselves, you know. Um, and I think that's, that's overall, you know, music. Because sometimes music should be radical. It should be, you know, different. Um, but we were able to create a unique sound for ourselves that, you know, was able to influence the metal genre. And in some cases, some people say, we redefine the genre. We we blended elements that are still being influenced today. And that's one of the parts about being successful in a band like Fear Factory that we were able to create music that you could still hear that bands are using today. You know, they've they've taken our formula that we started 30 years ago and it's just it's just blossomed into into something that People, and I think that's what makes us relevant today is because the people are still using this formula that we started 30 years ago. Yeah. So, 
Plus I think the, that, uh, the stuff from back then still sounds fresh. Correct. It does. And I think yeah. that we, you know, on, on an album like D Manufacturer, we set the standard as far as production going into, you know, obsolete and, and digi mortal and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, we've, uh, you know, again, we, we, we created original sound. Um, and I believe that we left our mark in, in the metal genre. Yeah. What I really remember from uh, back in those days that uh, I was a metalhead that didn't like electronics. I didn't like keyboards. I didn't like electronic drums. Then came Fear Factory, and it's like, uh, that's how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we first came out, you know, it was like, you know, all the keyboards and all the melodic vocals, a lot of people were turned off by it, you know, because you got to realize that when we came out back in 1990, it was at the height of death metal and grindcore. And that's kind of like where we got put in the middle of all that. And so a lot of people were like, in that genre, were like, what the fuck is, is melodic and, you know, melodic riffs and melodic vocals? What the, what the fuck's that? And, and then these keyboards and like, you know, what the fuck? And it just kind of turned people's heads And we're like, the same thing that they didn't like was the same things that made us stand out. Mm -hmm. So it, we did something right, right? Yeah. Um, it was a really uh, a strange time, uh, metal-wise. There were uh, many different sounds. And uh, you had Fear Factory. Uh, I remember uh, Dynamo 95. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you look at the lineup there, it was so diverse and awesome time for metal. Yeah, because you had like Fear Factory, Doggy Dog, uh, Typo Negative, you had all these different bands, yeah. Life of Agony, <laughs> all these different bands. And those bands I mentioned were Roadrunner bands because I remember like the majority of the bands that played were Roadrunner bands. Mm -hmm. um, um, I, I, I remember they called Dynamo 95 Roadrunner Fest because it was all <laughs> Roadrunner bands. Uh, Roadrunner, bands. Roadrunner dominated in the mid-90s, you know what I mean, Roadrunner yeah. Records. And, uh, these uh, days it's different. We were lucky to be a part of that, you know what I mean? And part of that history. Mm -hmm. And that's funny that you bring up Dynamo um, because, uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't think it exists anymore, right? Uh, as it was, no longer, but there's uh, like a, a new version of it, Dynamo Metal Fest, and it's Gaming Grounds. So, oh, cool. But okay. it's a different organization, so it's uh, kind well, of like two albums of Fear Factory. <laughs> Yeah, um, and hopefully we'll get to come back and play those, those you know, Dynamo Fest. I believe they're probably smaller fests, right? Yeah, but it's it's smaller, but they're gaining traction. They're bigger bands. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. So hopefully we'll be able to play that. Um, I believe last time we were in Holland, I believe we played Epic Epica Fest. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, Epica. They're pretty big out there, and they have their own festival, and it was great. It was mm -hmm. great to be a part of uh, that. And the reason why I bring up Epica is because they did a, a Fear Factory cover. They did a replica. So it's Epica doing replica. Mm. And it was, uh, it was a good version. It's different. Yeah. Um, the thing that surprised me lately uh, when I was uh, preparing for this interview is how much drama has been around events. <laughs> yes. It's, um, it's not just drama. It was life-changing experiences that we went through, you know, with lawsuits, um, you know, bankruptcies, divorces, you know, a lot of things uh, happened while I was going through all this. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it was, it was rough, man. It was not a good experience. I had a really bad four years, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But luckily, 
things turned around um, and I was able to re uh, regain control of the trademark was, mm -hmm. and um, that's it. I was able to, you know, get control of the record and, and, and add all the elements that it needed to make a great Fear Factory record. Yeah, it really surprised me because when I think of Fear Factory, um, there's the singer and there's you. That's the picture I have. And then I see the drama and it's like, that's not about them, is it? <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't really have any drama with the singer. I think the singer uh, uh, had its own has his own drama. And I believe that, you know, from what I've read, because I haven't spoken to him in, in three years or so, Mm -hmm. Um, and just all the stuff I read that he said, um, that everyone else is to blame except him. I, I, I disagree with that. I think we're all to blame. You know, we all need to take some responsibilities for the, what happened, um, and responsibility for our own outcome as well. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so that's it. I mean, <laughs> it was a very tumultuous time. Mm -hmm. Sure, there's a, there's a surrounding uh, story, not just the album, but around the album. Mm -hmm. And it's a very unique story because I can't think of any band that kind of went through this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here I am with a great album, with a singer that's on the album, but he quit the band years ago, <laughs> but the album still has his vocals on it. And that's because the record company wanted it that way. And so, mm -hmm. you know... Uh, when I regained control, I just went back in and made all the studio magic happen, you know, yeah. with, the, with the right team around me. Uh, you did made that it before, happen. right? What's that? You did that before with another album uh, where you recorded uh, many of the, the stuff in the studio again. I think I yeah, we, we went back because, you know, there was a version of 2017 that we finished the record. There was a version that we finished, but... You know, fast forward to 2020 when all my court proceedings were over and I, you know, that my outcome was positive for me. I was able to move forward with Fear Factory and bring in and add new elements and and add uh, live drums because the previous version had programmed drums. So mm -hmm. I was able to add live drums. I was able to get Andy Sneap to mix the record. I was able to get Damien Renault to produce the record, um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say we redid the album, but in some ways we, we, we did, we added the live drums definitely added some more dynamics to the record. Right. Yeah. We went back and we reamped my guitars, added a few little overdubs here and there and made the guitars sound even more angry. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had a lot of keyboarders come in and add, you know, their different uh, uh, keyboard, especially, a song like Recode has a lot of orchestral pieces mm -hmm. in, in that. But all through the record, there's so many different sounds. I mean, there's probably sounds that people don't even know yet what they are. Mm -hmm. And Fuel Injected Suicide Machine, which is one of the heaviest records on the album, has distorted flutes in the middle. <laughs> flutes. That's what like, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that one. It made me uh, smile. The, I'm a Fuel Injected Suicide Machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's also samples from the movie Mad Max from the Knight Rider character in the movie. Um, we also have horns on the record, like horns. We also have uh, bells, bells, like the bells you hear during Christmas, bells, just to accent certain parts. 
just those little things like that were, were new stuff that we've never used before, new sounds that we never used before. And um, just adding those things just made it even more interesting, I think. And I think that once people listen to the record more and more, they're going to they're gonna discover all those things. So those are the things that I was able to bring in later on as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just working with other keyboardists, you know, definitely helped add to this record, add to the certain nuances, you know what I mean, of this record, the drums with the more dynamics of the, of the album. And it was, uh, you know, and then we did a lot of editing and studio magic on Bert's vocals to make him sound like a million bucks, you know? So there's a lot of things that, yeah, there's a lot of things that you could do uh, in the studio, you know, with manipulation, you know, that that's where technology is taking us as far as what we could do on the computer and just how to make things really stand out and, and perfect certain things as much as we can. If you look um, at the, the opening of the album, uh, yeah. the, the voice that says, if you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Is that how you feel right now? <laughs> yes, um, definitely for sure. Because, you know, uh, you know everything that we've gone through, um, perseverance and, you know, challenges in life, not just in music, not just on their album, but just in life all together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not And not just us, the world. Because when we first were working on the record, we, um, you know, we were in a different, different political environment in the world. The world was divided. People were divided. People were, you know, there's so many conspiracy theories going on out there. And, you know, that's enough to piss anybody off. And, and you know, just lies after lies after lies after lies. Songs like Manufactured Hope, you know, deals with lies. Uh, the intro of the record, the intro of the record saying the world uh that we lived in got is fucked you know what i mean that's kind of like how we describe the bleakness to this to certain parts of the record because the contrast between the heavy and the melodic are are much more extreme right mm-hmm. i believe we took it to a new level not just vocals but musically all in general the songs in general you mm-hmm. know what i mean Yeah, I think it's all part of the the Fear Factory formula, as you mentioned it. Um, The society that we live in, it it makes us this way. It makes us feel angry and it makes us uh, oppose each other and fight each other. It's it's all a construct, I think, in a way. Yeah, but we have have a a, a certain theme uh, through most of our records. We have a theme where it's a relationship between human and AI, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how AI plays a really big role in our life today. Like, for yeah. instance, now, how we're talking, uh, you know, handheld computers on your, you know, you can hold your phone. It's a computer, basically. It's a computer. And, you know, just how Big Brother's watching us and how we're letting, we're letting this, uh, we're letting this come into our lives. You know what I mean? We're being tracked 100%. The algorithms are tracking us, and that's just how it is. Um, progressive with robotics. You had a company called Boston Dynamics that are coming out with, you know, robots that can jump and run and skip. And, uh, you know, they're building these robotic police dogs. Um, there's a lot of stuff how we're progressing. Nanotechnology. They're experimenting now with, with that where they're actually creating a blood cell as small as a blood cell that can, they can put into your bloodstream and attack certain diseases 
like cancer. So I can't wait for that development to really um, progress because it could save a lot of people's lives. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. when it, especially when it comes to cancer. Um, um, and just, you know, all that, all those, all the technology of how not only that it plays into our day-to-day lives, but where it could go into the future. You know, there's always pros and cons, you know, this sort of technology could get into the wrong hands and, you know, we could really be fucking with nature and things can really go in a bad way. Right. But there's also the technology that can really help us. Um, you know, and it, 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 it's pros and cons, you know, and some are more extreme than others, but I hope that I live to see all this progress because, you know, uh, we've been talking about it for a long time and it would be cool to see some of the stuff really, uh, some of the really big stuff become true. Mm-hmm. I think, um, this is a, a, a catalytic time for technology. And there's still a lot to come that we can't even imagine. <laughs> well, you know, there's there's hackers that can, there's hackers that have been fucking with our infrastructure. You know, uh, uh, certain oil companies, certain gas companies, certain uh, a lot of companies are just getting hacked and fucked with, and you know they have to pay these people, you know, ransom money. And I think that's the new war. The new war is mm-hmm. online. It's the computer war. That's that's the new war. It's not going to be, you know, some comp- company, uh, some country bombing us or us bombing some other country. Even though it happens, but the new war is the new war is going to be all online. I think you're right there. Yeah. Are you uh, a happier man in these days? Um, uh, have you refound your personal happiness? How do I say it again? Have you refound your personal happiness? Are you a happier man these days? Um, definitely. I mean, there are a lot of things that really, really make me happy. It's family, friends, close friends, um, creating music. Some of the people that I work with are amazing. Um, those are the things that really make me happy. One of the big things that makes me happy is that when I do create my music and create my art, that other people are able to enjoy it as well. And that was one of the beauties of uh, being in a band since, you know, for the past 30 years that I was able to create a unique style and a unique sound, very original. And, you know, people are inspired by it. People are influenced by it and people just love to listen to it. And I think that's the beauty of being successful. Um, And I'm not talking about financially successful at all. I'm talking about just successful in um, being able to put a smile on somebody's face when they hear the, when I hear the music. I hear stories all the time, all the time, uh, probably daily. I, I, I hear stories about how our music um, was able to help somebody overcome depression or a really bad time in their life that they were able to overcome it through our songs, through our music, through our lyrics. Um, and just uh, sometimes just happy stories, you know, that they were they heard, you know, this record at this time. They were going through high school. They were, you know, in elementary school—not elementary school, but uh, <laughs> junior <laughs> high. You know, junior high. Uh, uh, some people like, oh yeah, I heard you when I was five because my older brother was listening to it, and boom, I've been listening to you since I was five. You know, things like that. You know what I mean? So, or I saw you at this time, or I met you. You know, you hear all the different stories, and that's what 
what to me is success is about, that you're able to influence somebody's life that way. I fully agree, absolutely. <laughs> What's next for you? Um, now that the band is in serious need of some new blood, What's next for Fear Factory? Well, yeah, the next the next step is obviously deciding on a singer um, because of COVID and certain travel restrictions. Uh, singers can't get here to do in-person auditions. Mm -hmm. So I'm waiting for the travel restrictions to get lifted. It's going to be very soon. And so people can get here and we can, I can do physical auditions, you know, and see what the chemistry is. Uh, between me and the singer um, so I can move forward with that. And once that happens, you know, uh, we're going to be able to tour and we have plans for next year, all of next year, pretty much, and and moving forward. So I look so. forward to that. Um, and I've been doing these interviews not only to promote the new album, but also to promote the future of what's to come. I want to, you know, people... Are, are slowly but surely starting to realize that Bert is really gone. And so once they can get past that, then they will be able to, you know, have an open mind and be able to listen to what's to come. Mm -hmm. So it can only be because it's uh, time for the, uh, for the pandemic to end and the revolution to begin. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. And once that starts, we're moving full steam ahead. <laughs> Thank you very much for talking to us and uh, I'll see you out on the road for sure. Thank you. And I appreciate you. And I'm glad you got back into Fear Factory. One last thing is thanks to everybody who supported the band for the past 30 years and who continues to support the band. Um, you know, without you, a lot of this wouldn't be possible. Thank you for contributing to the GoFundMe campaign to make this record what it is and get it out to all of you. And I want to say, Thank you very much and enjoy this record. I'm sure you will. It's a great album. Go to fearfactory.com for everything. Thanks a lot for your time, bro. Metal on last.